Networking is about you giving, you solving problems, you being a resource matchmaker and helping other people. It's really just like, hey, you could be a servant and serve others and give for a long, long time and be really helpful. It'd probably hurt, help your personal brand and you'd be a visible expert. You might get something out of it along the way, but guess what? You also help a lot of people. And I think that's the whole purpose of why we're here. Welcome into the Free Retiree Show, your go-to podcast for your career, your money, where we help you avoid the big mistakes, and where we learn from people that have done amazing things. I'm your host, Wealth Manager, Lee Michael Murphy, and I'm alongside my friend, my colleague, and Silicon Valley vet, Sergio Patterson. What is up, everyone? You are listening to a career advancement edition of the Free Retiree Show. For today's episode, we're going to be talking about the importance of networking. If you're thinking networking really isn't that important in my current job, maybe because you're an engineer, a teacher, government employee, or even an accountant, that's the mindset that we want to help you change today. This is an all too common perspective, and we need to break the myth. So Serge, your thoughts on this networking, valuable, where are you going with this? Yeah, it's pointless. You don't need to network. <laughs> kidding, kidding. Obviously, no. Networking is literally the foundation of everything, uh, especially in this day and age. I work in Silicon Valley, and without networking, you're just putting yourself at a disadvantage. Almost every job I've gotten within Silicon Valley has been because of networking and using my connections and building and continue to grow. So I think, like anyone listening, don't be scared to send that cold email, that cold message. Connect with people. It's important. Yeah, it, I totally agree. But don't, wouldn't you say that most people, most people you've met in the Silicon Valley, how often did they really do their networking? You've been at Google, LinkedIn, Facebook. Do you think it's a priority for most people that are there? It is for most people that are there, but I think they are the outlier. I don't think they're the norm. When you're in those type of companies, it's just, you have to network or you will just struggle and you just won't fit in the culture. But I think that's not the norm. We're the, more like the outliers. Most people do not understand the importance of networking. Absolutely. So for today's episode, we have a fabulous resource for you. We have CFO Robert Vendetti. Robert is a CFO at Lifecycle Engineering, founder of the Global CFO Council. He is a speaker, author, change management leader with over 20 years of growth and leadership experience. And he's been a VP of finance at Gailey and Lord, management positions at Lockheed Martin, Hilton Hotel. So he's just got a great wealth of experience. And he's a super young CFO, super successful. He's done some big things in his life. And we're just blessed that we have a great resource like this that actually gets networking. I was actually privileged enough to listen to a presentation that he did about networking. And I was just like, wow, we got to get this guy on the podcast talking about this. So for today's episode, we're going to talk about the importance of it what it means to your career, even if you think maybe it's not that valuable. And we're also going to get tips from Robert on how you can actually effectively network. Maybe you're a little shy. Maybe you don't feel comfortable with it. But these are things that Sergio and I have seen through our careers. Our mentors have taught us the value of this. And we finally got a great resource that is going to teach you some amazing things. So we're going to go a quick break. But before we do so, make sure you smash that like button, share us with your friends. And if you have a question for us, financial related, career related, legal related, or even a question for Robert, make sure you send them to ask at thefreeretiree.com. We're going to take a quick break, but when we come back, we're sitting down with 
Robert Vendetti. Welcome back into the Free Retiree Show. We're sitting down with Robert Bendetti. Robert, how are you doing? Good evening, Lee and Sergio. It is a pleasure to be here. Thank you for joining the show, man. So tell the listeners a little bit about what you do. I am the chief financial officer of an engineering company that's headquartered here in the U.S. And so I'm the head bean counter. I'm the guy who kind of translates data into information and makes sure that the bills get paid on time. Give the listeners a rundown of like where your career progression was. I know right now you're at a pretty high level company. You're the CFO there. And like we mentioned in the intro, you are a relatively young CFO, so you must be doing something right. But why don't you give us your history from your words of where you've been and how you progressed? Sure. I've always done corporate accounting. So some accountants do public accounting. So that's like CPA work, doing your taxes. That wasn't my undergrad in finance, loved corporate accountant type work. So went to work for a big company, Lockheed Martin, and then just sort of worked my way up sort of probably the same way you guys did it, Lee and Sergio, just working hard, putting in the extra hours, got an MBA, took a promotion, then got a master's degree in accounting, took another promotion. The big CFOs, you got to be a CPA. So I went after that, became a certified public accountant, got another promotion, and then just sort of been on the path of progressively larger organizations in different industries and doing the corporate accounting stuff. Serge, did you hear promotion like 20 times in there? Yeah, that's that's <laughs> impressive. That is very <laughs> impressive. You also called, this is the second time you called him young. You're really trying to kiss up right now, Lee. I, 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 he, it, it's no, smart. It's strategic. It's very smart. I know I have to, but you know, he, Robert, I mean, you've done something right. Generally, the CFO is quite a bit older than you. So like, how do you think you, how you got to this point? What's the secret sauce? Well, I'm bald and I used to wear glasses, so I look older. Uh, I really did look five or 10 years. I've looked at this age for like the past 20 years. So I think that helps. People just thought, (laughs) honestly. So that's strategy number one. Like don't wear super fashionable stuff if you're young, wear some glasses and dress up a little bit. And people just assume you're older and you can apply for jobs you're not necessarily qualified for. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, before we get into network, I mean, I'd love... The promotion. Yes, that's obviously a theme in your career. And I think that's one thing people always ask. It's like, how do you rise up in some of these tough corporate environments? Like any words of wisdom there? I married really, really well. And so I've got like this perfect home unit and my wife has my back and really loved kind of the parental unit type stuff. So my house was on kind of things was on lockdown. And, and so my kids were taken care of. My wife is independent. And she was all excited when I take like the hard job, the difficult project, I, I volunteered to travel. She was like, yeah, go get it. So that I think is really important. If you don't have a great partner and equal, man, it's just nothing but headaches. And I've had nothing but smiles and encouragement. So that's huge. And then secondly, I didn't just, I didn't just waste that opportunity. I actually did say yes, when the terrible project needed a volunteer, I took it. The worst location needed some help. I flew out. Uh, a really tough job in a weird part of the country or world. I, I did it. 
I didn't know somebody. I didn't go to some big fancy school. I didn't have some path laid out. So I had to kind of hustle my way and kind of make a way. And Mm -hmm. that's how it worked for me. And key point, not a straight path, right? What I just described, that was not straight. It was zigging and zagging. I think in sailing, it's like ticking and tacking or something. Mm -hmm. There was no no straight path. I was just trying to move forward. If I was going to fall, I'd fall forward. And so I just moved a little bit forward more than I fell back. And so far, it's worked out all right. Yeah. One thing we can't understate and how important it is to raise your hand for those like projects that don't seem glamorous. That's helped me in the past too. Because a lot of the times those projects are the ones that, that keep the business running. And they might not be that glamorous. It might not be top of the news for the company, but you'll get credit and like it'll pay off. I, that, that stood out to me from what I just heard. Yeah. And the cool thing is I found out is you take the really horrible assignment, like the expectation is that you are going to fail. And so if you just do okay, everybody thinks you're awesome. Yeah. So it's like, <laughs> I can't really lose here. So, like, so truth, right? And that's the bar truth right there. Take the pressure I, off. I, I do not <laughs> have to, this does not have to go perfect. If it just doesn't, if it goes less bad, bam, I'm a winner. Smart. There you go. That's how you have to look at it. So Robert, I want to talk about networking. I I heard you in the past talk about it. I was like, man, this guy gets it. I mean, it's crazy that you're an accountant because I've run into a lot of them not many of them really truly understand the power of networking or want to do it. Why don't you give the listeners your take on the importance of networking and how it's played a role in your career? Well, I take a little uh, jump off of what I think Sergio and you were talking Lee earlier is I think of it like part of my personal brand and that I'm trying to be a visible expert because I've seen people that were visible experts. They had a great personal further along in their career than me. And, and they were getting 2x the average salary. They were getting, they had 2x the net worth. They had 2x the sphere of influence. And I was like, whoa, I want to be like that. So I'm just following in the footsteps. But that's what I think of when I think of networking, I think of building connections and I think of building a personal brand. So not used car salesman. So nothing I'm going to talk. I have no suggestions. I have no ideas about the used car salesman kind of networking. That's not my game. I know nothing about that, but I, I can speak to, and I'd love to brainstorm with you guys over, like a, I have a spectrum of ideas from introvert who can't leave the basement all the way to like crazy person, extrovert. <laughs> I got a couple of ideas in each one of those segments to share and, and maybe we can brainstorm. I mean, that sounds great because we, I mean, we have our listeners are from all spectrums, right? Like introverts, extroverts, that'd be awesome. I mean, for the extroverts, I think it's more comes down to maybe laziness, not wanting to do it, but introverts, there's legit fear there and anxiety. So, I mean, maybe with the extroverts, it's a little bit less of a roadmap. They don't know how they might, there might be some confusion on it, but I think both are interesting. Let's start with like the introvert. I think that's the most common thing that I hear is uh, just uh, being around people, just chatting it up with people I don't know. I, I just don't like it. That's really common. So again, the foundation of this, go back to what I'm talking about is being a problem solver, being somebody who can make introductions or could be a resource matchmaker and, and visibility with your own personal brand, right? You're smart. You listen to this. You learn stuff by listening to Lee and Sergio. So idea bracket number one is super simple stuff. Like how about just saying yes when somebody asks you to lunch? 
So I see so many engineers, accountants, computer science folks, real technical people who just never leave their desk. They think they're so important that they can't and there's no value. And just go to lunch with the crew, leave your desk. If somebody from another department or your own department or your boss asks you to lunch, just say yes. Go with just them or with the group. Leave your damn desk. Mm -hmm. Another idea, join something or attend something. Something, civic, community, faith, industry, anything. Physically, virtually join something or attend something. Say yes to lunch. Basic ideas. Yes, man. It's the movie uh, with, uh, Jim Carrey. Oh, yeah, that was a good one. <laughs> Having that mentality, it, it kind of brings like opportunity in your life. I think m- most people don't think about it that way. I didn't because I can say in my own career history, I was very much, no, I don't want to network. I don't want to meet people. It's not my thing. But I changed my mindset because I started realizing when I said yes and I took the leap of faith by going to lunch in uncomfortable situations. I either at the worst case got a friend and most of the time it was a relationship that helped me long past that. And even when I was starting off my career, I was kind of, uh, I think floundering maybe the first couple years of my uh, career in finance and I was doing all right up and down. And then I went to lunch with the owner of the firm I worked at for seven years and it was just lunch. It was just lunch, just BSing and getting to know one another. And then I think about a year later, there was an opportunity for me to come on board. And I spent seven years there. He was a great mentor to me, really jump-started my career. And that was, it was just lunch, it, but it played an amazing part of my life. And somebody also might just need to talk, right? The impact you could have on somebody is that, boy, Lee, I just needed somebody to talk to. And I appreciate you just listening to me in this career thing. I think so much of you and you're so wise. I just needed somebody to hear me out, right? So you could just be the thing somebody needed that day. And I'm an accountant. Not a lot of people invite me to lunch. And one of my (laughs) first jobs, one of my first jobs one of the engineers, a couple of them were grabbing lunch and I was like, nah, nah, I can't go. And they were like, Robert, how, how many times, you know, do you think you're going to get invited to lunch? You know, you, you going to go? And I was like, okay, sometimes you get, sometimes you give, okay. You're not going to lunch every day. Say yes to lunch, go and do join and participate. That's yeah, idea number yeah. one. All right. I'm going to throw out a little bit higher level here. So again, it's under the personal brand. It's on being a visible expert. How can you be a problem solver? We, we're going to have some super knowledgeable technical people in your space. What about writing some? Maybe you're not ready to speak, but you could just write some. You, it could be a blog. It could be a post on LinkedIn. It could be for an, an industry journal that you're already reading and you're subscribing to. They are all desperately looking for content. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. You're already super knowledgeable in something. Write up a draft and again, you could just post it on a blog. You could post it on LinkedIn. You could post it on an industry journal. And there's no stress in that. Nobody's judging you. Nobody's watching you, but you're still promoting your personal brand and you're getting out there. That's like specifically important for introverts. Because I think like as an introvert myself, like being able to write, you're not, the spotlight's not really on you. You're not in, you're not public speaking. That's like hundred percent spot on. So is that opening the door to networking? Oh, I think for sure. I think you are, again, you're a problem solver. You're sharing your knowledge. 
and you're establishing your, sing, yourself as a visible expert, somebody might reach out and go, Lee, I really enjoyed that article that you wrote on wealth management. It's an area I don't really have a lot of knowledge in. And you had a great call to action, but I need some help. Can you help me out? Boom. Now you're helping people. You're a resource, you're a connection. And now people are reaching out to you looking for more information. Absolutely. Rob, so earlier you mentioned say yes when that engineer or whoever invites you to lunch. Obviously, right now in Silicon Valley, it's a virtual space, right? So what are some ways? The, what I was thinking about is it not only like say yes, but be proactive. Now that we're in a virtual space, put time on people's calendars for that like 15-minute Zoom chat. Just want, wanted to get your thoughts there like for our listeners in a virtual space. Like what are some tactics they can do? That's one I just mentioned. Any, anything else that comes top of mind to you? Yeah, I would say, I, a, I think that's a really great idea. And when doing it, if you're going to do the kind of networking I'm talking about, it isn't to get something out of it for yourself. It's that there are some key people that are super important to you, to your career, your person, your family. You need to get some time on their calendar that, hey, I'm just checking in on you. How you doing, man? How's the family? Last time we talked, your family was going to go on vacation and you were thinking about writing a book. Where are you at with that? Right? You're just that's just making a connection with folks. That's 15, like you said, Sergio, 15 minutes out of your life. Yeah. And there's five or 10 people who are super key and critical. They've fed so much into you. You need to check up with those folks. Not every day, but maybe if there was one person a week where for 15 minutes you were catching up with the the most important, I think that's a fantastic idea. I, I love that. And I think it actually what I've noticed when I do that uh, with people. And I don't, I'm not expecting anything out of it. They're actually surprised because sometimes they'll be like, oh, like, what did you, is there something you needed? And I'm like, no, nah, I just wanted to, I wanted to check in. If you genuinely care and just want to check in and not try to like get something out of it. I feel like a lot of people, when they hit me up on LinkedIn and stuff, they, there's an agenda. Mm-hmm. So I think it's important to not always have an agenda. Yeah. Just build a relationship. So next thing I got for an, for you an idea is, so let's say somebody's like, oh man, that stuff's easy. I do that in a second. I need the next level thing. I'm a little bit more out there and I'm not much of a writer, but I want to be out there. I want to speak. People ask me like, hey, Robert, what's like some baby step ideas? First thing, if you're if writing isn't your thing, you're more of an oral person, podcasts, ta-da, like we're doing right now. <laughs> this is a great <laughs> mode of communication and you might not be able to write down all the content and everything that's in your head. A podcast is a great way to do it. Secondly, is those conferences that you're going to virtually and physically desperately need speakers. And the first super easy thing to volunteer for is a panel discussion. No preparation. You don't even have to say anything if you don't want to. You can just feed off the crowd and the rest of the panel. A panel is a great way to baby step into speaking at a virtual or physical conference. Second, if you've done that, you've done a few panels, I'd recommend a breakout session. So maybe you got like a 20 person group, a 30 person group of like a 200 person session. Let's say Lee and Sergio, they're they're crushing a huge virtual session for two hours and they're going to do a little breakout session. And you've been checking up on Sergio and Lee and they're like, oh man, we got this big event. We want to do a breakout session. I need five people to kind of volunteer and hook up with 20 people for five minutes. Will you help me out? Yeah, sure. I'll be a breakout session helper. Easy. 
And then you can move on to leading your own session or God bless you being a keynote speaker. But I think those are some like baby steps. Again, you're being a visible expert. You got your personal brand. What you're doing is sharing content. You're a problem solver, but that yes is going to result in people reaching out and going, man, Robert, that was great content that you shared. I'd really like to learn more. And you're going to end up getting something from it, but it's because you were just giving and you were sharing. Yeah. Dude, Lee, I mean, I won't speak for you, but the amount of connections we've built through this podcast. Yeah, it's crazy. It's, the networking has been insane. Yeah, it's, been, it's been a blessing. On. I don't think it was anything that we really thought about when we started. We're like, hey, we, we got these ideas that we want to give everybody and try to you know clear up the BS that's in the career and the financial world. And we made some great connections along the way. And, but to your point, Robert, it forced us into it. And actually... Sergio, and I mean, I'm definitely a massive introvert. I think Sergio is a little bit more introverted as well, yeah. but it really did help get us out of the shell and then really gave us a lot of great blessings in our life. So totally agree with all that. When I was listening to you talk about getting people to network and you were, you gave some great tips on like how to start and how to make it easier when maybe you're in person, maybe you're via Zoom, but a lot of people that aren't used to networking, there's this sense of pressure and they feel maybe uncomfortable in their own skin. And you gave some great tips on like, hey, this is where you can, this is going to help you start off. This is going to make the process easier. Can you share those with us? I'll give you an in-person and then sort of a virtual tip. So the in-person, I think when you go to an in-person event, that one thing you should do is wear something that is a little distinctive something that you have maybe a passion about, about, as an example, as a lapel pin or a brooch, maybe it's your alma mater. It's the sports team that you're super passionate about, or it's your favorite fruit. It really doesn't matter. But if you have a big peach or you have a big USC pin on your outfit, like somebody else in that room is going to be able to start a conversation because you've got something, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe you love, it, you could be the bow tie guy. You could be the awesome earring gal. Just mm-hmm. something that's kind of, it's breaking the ice for yeah. you and kind of laying it. And then you can, I wear a bow tie uh, when I speak because I really stand out. And there's always a few other bow tie guys and I can go right to them and boom. At cocktail hour, I can go, man, I love that bow tie. And we can have like a, we can, the same kind of, oh, bow ties are such a pain to tie and your arms hurt. It's, I haven't tied one in so long because of COVID. And it's just an easy uh, conversation starter. Same thing with earrings, right? Oh, those earrings are fabulous. Where'd you get those? You got something to talk about. Just gives you something to talk about. And I'll tell you one thing not to do that. I, it's a rookie mistake. And especially technical people do not be the everything sucks guy. Do not do that. Do not be the food sucks guy, the drink sucks guy, the service sucks guy. <laughs> some people, right. some people, they, they break into a little table, you know, you put your drink down, you have something to eat, and they just don't know what to say. So the default is a complaint. Do, mm-hmm. If that is you, do not just keep it in. Keep it silent. Don't say it. <laughs> okay. Also, you're breaking into the room. There's always one group that's loud and having a hella good time. Don't go to that group. You don't know them. You don't know them. They're in the middle of something awesome. Do not sneak in and no, go to that. 
That makes no, so much sense. The- I think I've been that guy. <laughs> hey guys, you, <laughs> can't, you quiet. can't break into that dynamic. <laughs> they don't want you there, Lee. Stay out. They don't want you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, it gets so yeah, quiet I mean, and awkward. <laughs> yeah. Go to the talking a little bit crowd next to them. And you can even be like, wow, I don't know what they're talking about, but they're having a damn good time. I love your earrings. Where did you get those? All right. And so I just found it. The super crazy, awesome, having fun crowd. You can't break into that one. You had to have gotten there five minutes early to be part of that hilarity. You weren't. So you can't break into that. So go next door to the having a decent time crew and, and hang out with them. That's such good advice. I feel like I've been that guy. I go there and then the worst thing, he goes, it's quiet. And then everyone scatters and you're the only one left there. Such, I feel such a, like such a loser. But no, that's great observation. That's and I think that's too. really going to help a lot of the people that are just venturing out really feel comfortable in their own skin. And that's a great, those are great strategies. Can you give us a little count of like how networking helped you in your career? You've got, you've had a great deal of success and I know networking has played some factor into that. Can you tell us like how you think it might've helped your career? Well, Sergio, I think said it is, it seems like every job I've ever got. I I got it because like I knew somebody and they either were working there and like, man, we got a problem. Somebody left. We need a new person. And somebody's like, oh, I know this guy. He's good. Maybe that guy, Robert, he's interested. And it, it was, it seems like every good job I have gotten is because of networking. And it wasn't because I was trying to sell somebody something. It's just, I was trying to be like somebody people knew and kind of visible and a problem solver. And so people like pitch opportunities to me. And the great thing now is that I am more visible. And when I'm not looking, Lee and Sergio, you know what I do? And people reach out and they're like, oh man, we need the CFO at this great company. I'm like, I'm not looking, but I know a couple people who are quietly considering new opportunities. So I shoot it. So I shoot it over to them. Guess what? Someday I'm going to need the help. I love that I'm putting a little bit of good karma in the world because we've all needed it. And someday I'm going to have to start calling these cards and I'm going to be so glad I've been feeding into people for five years because I got a family to feed. I got kids that need some dinner and I'm going to be real happy that I helped a few people out over the the years. And if God willing, maybe I never need it, but it's just still cool. I love everything you're saying, like, especially in this market right now, when people are down and out and they're looking for jobs if you're that one person that says yes and tries to help them, they're not going to forget when you need it. We all need it at some point, no matter how good things are going. Like mm-hmm. there's going to be that moment where you need that help. So like to your point, putting that good karma out is like, I, I practice the same thing, man. I'm with you on this. Cause I think it, it always comes back to us. I've got a couple more ideas for you guys. And now we're getting into the higher level stuff. All right. So a little higher level, let's say somebody's like, all right, Lee, Sergio, I don't want to start my own podcast. I can't be at their level, but I want to be a guest. All right. So I want to pitch the reason y'all found me. One idea is there's a site called podcast guests and you can just sign up to be a guest and you type up whatever your professional experiences or your personal experiences and people who have podcasts like these guys, these superstars, if they need guests, they'll, they might reach out to you. Another idea, maybe you just love a very specific podcast and I mean, don't reach out to Joe Rogan. He's not calling you back, but I'm talking like (laughs) not the top 100. Okay. Don't waste your time, but the 101 and beyond, you can Google the RSS feed and it will have an email address in there or their website will have an email address and you can reach out with them. 
reach out to them with a two sentence, one sentence pitch and maybe a link. Mm -hmm. And if you could send a hundred of them, one will respond. That's about my rate, about 1%. Pretty good. You only need one. So that's another idea. Another thing is like, say, let's say you're not a speaker, you're a writer and you're like, Robert, I want to get out there with writing. Another thing to consider on the writing angle is a site called HARO, H-A-R-O. It's help a reporter out. You sign up and you get an email feed three times a day with reporters, every potential possible periodical. And they have like 20 different segments. You just pick one. Like I get the business and finance and I get an email three times a day with reporters from everything from like a local blog to prestigious periodicals, Forbes, CNN, et cetera. And they're looking for very specific things. And maybe once every other week, it's something appropriate to me. Do not sign up for that and waste your time responding to things that you are not qualified for. They will not call you back. These reporters are very busy. But that's, that is a way, if you're a writer, to kind of be quoted in Forbes or CNN or just a, an industry periodical. And then if you want to speak at conferences, you need to reach out to them 12 months in advance. So I, I get that a lot. Like, hey, I heard of this conference that's in a couple months. I'd like to pitch them my idea. Like, well, maybe you pitch them for 14 months from now. But they've already locked the speakers down. So just heads up, everybody. If there's some cool conference in Vegas in two months, you're too late. You got to wait until they open up submissions again. And it's about 12 months, 11 months out. Two other ideas is, and this is like a call to action. And Sergio had me thinking about this. We're talking about what's going on in the world right now. Yeah. Everybody yeah. listening has some sort of skill. You have something that you also have a personal passion around and you wish somebody would do something about well, how about you be that somebody and you be about it instead of talking about it and posting about it on the tubes. Uh, volunteer for a civic or business industry or faith organization and be on a committee. Like th there is a committee, something that you're passionate about. They desperately need your technical capabilities, it, whether that's it's writing, it's just lifting product and putting it in a car because they're going to take food to an elderly person. I mean, this is the time, if there's any time, to be volunteering and active in a business or an industry or a civic or a faith organization. You got, we got to get out there. And then last thing is, if you're like, that's not enough, I'm already doing all that. Well, then you need to start your own organization that is a, a passion project of yours and that where you are a resource and you are solving problems in this world. That's what I got for you. That's awesome, man. Uh, I yeah. mean, you're doing that too, right? I mean, you, you're doing a you're doing a lot of that work. You're practicing what you preach right now. Yeah, I, I'm really talking to myself, honestly. Lee and Sergio, you guys <laughs> just had to listen to like the Robert and Eddie. That's good, man. Talk. This is what I tell myself in the morning: get the blank up out of bed. I love uh, so it, man. I, yeah, I'm talking to myself, folks. I wasn't trying to come off preachy. This is stuff I need to be doing, and I hope I'm doing. And because uh, people need stuff and I need this, maybe I create something that solves my own problem in the future. I mean, those are all amazing points, man. Yeah. I was thinking uh, it's easy to like, let's just say for my city, I'm always like, oh, the roads need to be better. The downtown needs to be better. This needs to be better. I'm always like, I need to go and go to the city council meetings and write and, and take action. So I was thinking from like that standpoint for everybody out there, like stop complaining and start doing like that. That's my make big takeaway from make like, a difference. Right. I yeah. think, no, I didn't know when we were, we were starting this conversation that we would end up here, but I think you, that's an excellent point. Not only does networking and 
enrich the opportunities in your life, but you can make the world better. I mean, that, that is amazing. And I don't, th- I don't think a lot of people think about it like that. If you're going to network, yes, there's opportunities to make your life better, but you can also do good. And that's, I love that message. Robert, what's the big project for you now? What's the next, what's the next big project for you? My passion project right now is the Global CFO Council. So I'm trying to practice what I preach. I was looking for an educational networking forum with a little bit of fellowship for senior financial executives. Didn't really find anything out there that was exactly like what I was looking for where I was living. And so me and a buddy over lunch, I said, yes, we talked about it for like a year. And then we just finally did it. And so we started a group in one city and then expanded to another and had to kind of pivot when COVID hit and went virtual and then realized, oh, wow, if it's virtual, I can let people be a part of this anywhere in the world. So we went global and now we're the global CFO council. Sounds really fancy. <laughs> Sounds super VIP. <laughs> and we've got 1500 members in 31 countries and have, uh, I think, a nice growing cool forum for senior financial executives to learn and share it's, I think it's great. And I think the same kind of thing would work in any industry. If you're in wealth management, you're a, a program manager and IT leadership, there are groups out there. And if there's something like you want to be involved with, well, just join that. Like, don't reinvent the wheel. But if you're a, a, a thought leader, if you're really passionate about something and there's nothing really out there, well, then start it and find people who are also interested in that and start virtually. It's easy. If people want to get the Global CFO Council or reach out to you, and maybe they want to pick your brain on networking or accounting, how can they do that? GlobalCFOCouncil.com. I'm an accountant, so I did, I'm not very fancy. That one's easy. <laughs> and the only thing I'm on, link, on social media is LinkedIn. That's about as fancy as I can get. I mean, my kids think I'm old and, and lame. But I think I'm the only Robert Not Bindic. TikTokin'? That's just, no, gosh. (laughs) Check me out there and I'd love to connect and help in any way I can. Thank you so much, man. Before we send this off, last attempt to the people that, hey, they're saying like, you know what, networking, don't really want to do it. But maybe these same people are the, (laughs) so just something that I've seen. And I don't know if you guys have seen this as well. The people that complain a lot about not getting job opportunities, not getting promotion opportunities, in my experience, have trouble networking, making new relationships. Have you guys seen that too? I think that's probably a fair assumption. For the most part, that's kind of what I've noticed. Like a lot of people that say like, I'm not getting this promotion. I'm not getting advanced. Uh, they ch- they tend to not like networking. Whereas on the other side of it, I've seen people that they go to lunch with people, they're meeting, they're, they're creating relationships and they get jobs so quickly. It's like they leave a job, bam, next great opportunity, or they already have it before they leave. Just something I've noticed. But well, I, I would say that it is, I'd say it a different way. It is not enough to be smart and talented and educated and experienced. This is a global economy. There are a million people who are smart and educated and experienced and have the certification that you have. Yeah. That does not differentiate you at all. So people need to know you. Now, if Lee it can vouch for Sergio and I am looking for a superstar program manager, thought leader to lead this new thing I'm starting. And Lee says, man, if you can get him, Sergio is a bam, done. Get him in here. I got to talk to him. That 
So that's number one. Yeah. And I, I think that we live in a time where people, people want to think that I'll worry about that when I need a job or when I need something. And if you think that you're missing everything I said, networking has nothing to do with that. Networking has, is about you giving, you pro- solving problems, you being a resource matchmaker and helping other people. And it will benefit you in the future. But I just wanted to end on that point. Like, it, this is not uh, secretly how you can get everything you want in life and trick your way into success. It's really just like, hey, you could be a servant and serve others and give for a long time and be really helpful. It'd probably hurt, help your personal brand and you'd be a visible expert. You might get something out of it along the way, but guess what? You also help a lot of people. And I think that's the whole purpose of why we're here. Mic drop. Boom. Thank you so much, man. That was perfect. You said it perfectly. You've been listening to the Free Retiree Show. So long for now. Securities offered through Securities America Incorporated. Member FINRA, www.finra.org. SIPC, www.sipc.org. A separate entity. Lee Michael Murphy is licensed for the California Department of Insurance, license 0H18660. Lee Michael Murphy is a investment advisor representative with Securities America Advisors, a registered investment advisor. The Free Retiree, Securities America Advisors, and Securities America Incorporated are separate entities. Career Advisor Sergio Patterson, Attorney Matt McElroy are not affiliated with Securities America Advisors or Securities America Incorporated. Securities America Advisors, Securities America Incorporated, and its representatives do not provide tax or legal advice. Therefore, it's important to coordinate with your tax or legal advisor regarding your specific situation. The content heard in this podcast is not intended to be tax, investment, or legal advice and is intended as general guidance only. You should contact your own tax advisor, financial advisor, or attorney to answer questions about your specific situation or needs before acting upon this information. Third-party source information or comments are not verified, may not be accurate, and are not necessarily representative of all client or audience experience. A portion of this event was paid by a third party. The opinions of career advisor Sergio Patterson do not reflect the opinions of LinkedIn Incorporated or Microsoft Corporation. The opinions of attorney Matt McElroy do not reflect the opinions of Castaneda and company.